thank you for listening to the Fashion Africana podcast. Please be respectful of the intellectual property featured in this episode. Hello everyone, I'm Beatrice Angudola and you're listening to Fashion Africana podcast and today I'm speaking with Delphin. Hey Delphine, how are you? Hello, hi. Um, yeah, this is me, Delphine, uh, from New York City, Brooklyn. Let's say uh, I live in Brooklyn and work in Brooklyn um, and other places all around the world. And I'm a photographer and visual artist. Um, born and raised in Paris and moved to America in 2008 to make my dream come true. And here I am. Yes, and I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast because, yeah, Delphine Diallo, she's an amazing artist and uh, visual artist and uh, visionary. Um, the way you work is just so inspiring. Your photographs, uh, the way you capture um, women, I love it, and how you also work with hair. Please let us know how... How did you actually um, find your way of doing your work? How was your journey? So my journey, you know, starts with a deep-rooted uh, breakup and pain uh, in many levels of society, which is intimate and as well um, um, professional. Both together, they came together at the same time. And, you know, this. uh Jupiter, when they say the Jupiter return, or this, they talk about the 29, 30 years old, you know, when everything flipped upside down in your life as well at the same time that you age and you're like, wait, what? And uh, for me, I was living in Paris. I got a school of visual art. I was doing graphic design. I was working for the music industry, um, freelance, but also for production companies. Like, um, So I was serving the industry, right, uh, until 29 and... I was pretty comfortable in the space um, because I love to create. I want to just only create and that was my thing every day. I want to wake up and, and have some project where creativity was driving me. Yeah. And I realized very quickly that uh, people were using me and and I let them using me because I was learning from it. So that's, that's, the, that's the journey. That's the process of learning. It's like how much um, you can learn from mentors or older people who can you know hire you yeah. and tell you how things works and then when you learn from those you just realize when the lesson is finished then the deal is over mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of it's like oh but i'm not going to work for anyone right now for 15 hours a day like what's the deal yeah and and i just realized the the madness of a, of a life if we allow actually any kind of job or any kind of uh, things getting over us for a production serious seriously you know professional matter yeah and we let a life um falling into that uh storm or i will say that that kind of cycle of a loop of acceleration where uh we never have time for anything else you know yeah so i felt like uh I was in a relationship with like 14 years as well. Like mm-hmm. I started very early age, like 16 to 31. And and both for me were like arriving at the end. Yeah. And they just fell at the same time. 
like realizing that whatever my ex was doing, I was like, what? I didn't see anything. <laughs> but it's up to me. Like I just wake up and I mean, he, he was probably doing this for a long time, but I was just in my bubble. I create this bubble, right? From 20 to 30. And I just realized it's like, wow, that's actually not me. Yeah. That was my protection. That was my bubble. I believe like, because I was a creative, I could, I could, I could do anything, right? Uh, with this level. And I realized, no, I won't in my life. I need to ask for things that I'm fighting, but also that I'm running for. Like my principles of you know, honor and respect and integrity and, and you know, um, understanding. It's like I, I always have those qualities in me. Mm. And I, I realized that actually were very kind of special. Yeah. Because when you turn 30, you realize so many people lacking of respect of it or integrity, you know, especially if you ask people what is integrity that they, they can't even answer you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're like, <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to keep doing it. Like, I'm not going to keep talking. But what, what I mean, it's like, I just realized at 30, like my, my purpose or, or all the question of existence, why like a niche or all these questions came to me and I pretty much shift my life and I had to find an answer and the answer come in the form of a mentor. Yeah. I met Peter Beard in 2000, uh, end of 2007, beginning of 2008. Peter Beard is, uh, he was, he's passed away this year, but he used to be a very famous photographer, collagist, artist from the time of the sixties, working with Abby, um, uh, Francis Bacon, uh, Rolling Stone, um, all the top model at the time. So I had a chance to meet him and I had the chance to have him mentor me, which means he kind of knew that I had a gift because he saw my work from my family in Senegal. Then I was taking pictures on my side, yeah. but not ever believed that I could be a photographer. Like the belief it's, it's what, with, this is where everything starts, by the way. Yes, exactly. So, I could not believe I could leave or I could be a good photographer both way. Right. I was like, well, I'm just taking pictures, you know? And when Peter Beard, you know, someone who's really know about art and photography told me I have the gifts. He told me that he was like, yeah. well, you got the eye, you got the quality, you got the heart. It's up to you. And he gave, he gave me the chance of my life where he asked me to, come with him in Botswana for his next project, the Purity Calendar 2009. And he gave me the opportunity to be close to him and shake all these tricks, right? Mm. All these tricks, secret tricks that nobody really knew. I observe, I was a good student. I was 30, I was thirsty, like eager for, for knowledge and, and change. Yeah. And I, and I, and I drew, like, I really, really took every single word uh, and that helped me to transform faster. I was like, wow, he brought me in the middle of Africa, like a white man. Yeah. And he brought me to this amazing, one of the most, I think, fantastic landscape of the world, like Okavango. Mm -hmm. In a camp, safari <laughs> with white people, like black people serving me where what just happened 
You know, like it was the good and the bad, of right? Course. The good is yes. like you you discovering nature, and then you've been served by Africans. Yeah, and it was somehow controversial, huh? because you're there, you're gaining so much, yeah. you're understanding your background. You know, since you were yeah, so the, this root, eh? yeah, yeah, this root of Africa was was actually deep to me, and I was like, wow, this is just the white people coming here. They have million dollars, a million dollar for a project, right? And they. They like he didn't do bad because he's he becomes kind of an African because he, he lived in Kenya for 25 years. He really have actually the flow of of the same vibe of African because he he doesn't fit the Western mentality. So he kind of he kind of blended even if it was a white male, he blended. But the rest was still a white world, and I am from a white world even if I look black and I'm black. Um, that really troubled me. On location i was really kind of like my entire reality changed and i was like well you see this is the story of a white man very successful who's doing a million dollar project you're assisting him and he tell you the truth of the industry and how it works uh, with celebrities and oh you have to photograph celebrities if you don't you won't be able to get some money even if you're a good photographer so he gave me some really interesting insight about the photography world yeah Yeah. But it was also spiritually, but not really. He was not um, talking about spirituality with me, but he was, for me, he was a spiritual being. All right. But he was a rebirth, so he didn't want to belong to anything. That's mm -hmm. why I felt about him. But he learned from, I think, amazing people that he met probably in Africa. Um, they didn't tell me those stories, but yeah. his connection with nature was that deep. So, of course, he was spiritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he helped me to connect with within me he helped me so much to connect within me in the middle of Botswana like in the land with the stars that something happened to me there where I decide on the spot in the location to change my life yeah. you know what I mean I'm like this is over that yeah. is a new life yeah. he just gave me the key and the key is going to be me be able to deal with the challenge of financial issue because I'm going to stop what I'm going to, what I'm doing. Do, do you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I'm going to stop right now all the things that I was doing and I'm, and I'm going to become, and how I'm going to be a photographer, right? But not the regular photographer. Absolutely. You're saying it because the way you create visuals, you know, it just has a absolutely new dimension. And um, the way you also deal with you know your your heritage and um i mean you're very conscious about it and um you have a a really unique language you know and the way you yeah create and express your ideas and um this is what i find so keen in in your work you know when i'm like wow and and also the power you know it it can just be seen and um Since you're, yeah, you mentioned you're spiritual and it, it plays a, a major role for your creation. So what inspires you? So um, if everybody wants to understand um, the work of the, the, the work as a female artist in a, in a patriarchal society and in a patriarchal art world and in a patriarchal, you know, entertainment world, it's like, The model that I created didn't exist before. And I had to start from scratch to understand. It's like, well, if I want to become this new type of photographer, right, which is 
more kind of spiritual and anthropology background. So my studies like comparative mythology, the African philosophy mixed with East philosophy, practicing Kung Fu, uh, uh, practicing Qigong meditation, um, but also the Indian Vedic, uh, the Vedic scripture or studying the Bhagavad Gita, um, all, all those aspects of, of studying of consciousness in different tradition worldwide, this is my gift. I'm able to process all this information, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of study and, and, and investigation, research to do. So this is my school for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Some people believe when you're a photographer, you're just taking pictures. I, I take pictures 20% to 30% of my time. Mm-hmm. 70% of my time, I'm a student. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I have books, every book that I'm reading, you're going to read it in my picture. Yeah. So every picture is as, a, as an aspect of um, a completion of an understanding. Mm. And, and, and then the female body, which is the female black body who's been completely disrespected, mm. is the first vessel, right, vessel, not yeah. an object, yeah. not a sexual object, right? Yeah. So the hardest job to do as a, as a visual maker is to completely shift the vision that the photography world creates on the female body. Yeah, and also on the black and, and then, yeah, yeah, but like it's it's total, right? It's mm. total. It's like the female body is being objectified, right? Mm. Then that's why I'm starting with the black woman body. Yeah. It's because the black woman body is the most oppressed one and is the one who has no um, no reflection of her as a subject of a life within her own body. And, and then by this, she is not able to be fully herself. Because she's not being seen by the industry. She's not being seen and respected outside of a sexual attention and sensual attention. Right? Mm. And this is what I experience. Yeah. And this is what many black women experience as well, but they're not able to translate it. I, have, I am able to translate it through those years and I'm able to have a vision language. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally right. And what are your thoughts on how art plays a role in the feminine identity of women from Africa and the diaspora? I mean, this is going to be a huge change. Like, I am the future, and the future is going to be bright for us as Black women. You see? And, and the reason why is because they really, really do everything they can to hide our talent and our genius skills. My 10 years, I met fantastic black women with fantastic skills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And those women, the struggle that we had, um, jewelry designer, Saw and Dynasty, they're twins, they now yeah. doing their, um, their Beyonce, but we start from scratch together, same year. And, and so many uh, that I met through my journey and my community in New York, then I can relate. And that's the reason I can talk like this is because I am not just related to, to my journey. I'm like, they've been denying us. It's over. Now that what they do in the museum, it's like they put black people, but they only put black men. Mm-hmm. So they still want us to be in conflict with the black men. Do you understand what I mean? So, so, so the, the, the black museum, like the, the black art 
it's it's we if we mention the name of the black artist, people will mention a lot of name of black men. Okay. And when it comes to women, it's gonna be um Toin, Lynette, uh, 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 Michael and Thomas, Simone, uh, Simone Vey, like Simone Levey. Uh, she's older, artist, amazing for Afro-American. But those names, right, it's on one hand. Yeah. Or like two. Yeah. How, how dare you? Do you know what I mean? So, so again, it's like I have nothing against those women. They're amazing. But why? Like, I love mathematics because now that, that I'm very aware of number, I'm like, so you have like, 300, 400 successful black men, but you still, you still do not want to open the door for black women and the black women and you talk to me about, they're still under 10. You guys, you guys joking. You have no more authority. You have no more authority to tell me what's good for me and what's good for the, for the, for the sake of the art world. Because you fail to understand that the art world more than ever need feminine energy everywhere. So the numbers of black women, and when I'm saying black women, I'm including as well Indian women. I'm I'm including all those minority women, right? That you're not able to see. They're doing amazing work. Yeah. You're going to stop to deny them. And that's why I fell in in my upcoming rising is this way, where I was like, I don't deserve to be recognized. Like the deserving is recognized. Mm -hmm. Like people Mm -hmm. recognition is like, no, I am. I recognize myself. I recognize my yeah. gift. This is so wonderful, the way you're saying it. Yeah, because I get this is exactly the thing. So many are looking for recognition from outside, but I think the first step to realize is yeah, recognize yourself. And and we are the strongest one to do it because they they will deny us. Mm. You understand what I mean? The denier makes me less. I start to be less angry. I start to meditate. I was like. I love what I do, man. Like, yeah. what? Everything, all the work that I'm putting, so I, I think the other day I scrolled on my Instagram and I'm like, this is a lot of energy and forms and, and color and creation and, and and even watching it like from scratch. Yeah. I was like, like, did I post for approval? I didn't post for approval. I just posted. I just realized it's like I was posting that this for my sisters. Yeah. I post that. I didn't post that for the art world to to know me. Mm-hmm. I post that because I want black women to see. Yeah. What does it takes? What does it takes to keep going no matter what? Even if I want one dollar in my pocket or you know uh, fifty hundred thousand dollars in my pocket, yeah. you see the rhythm. So that's the rhythm. The rhythm of of clarity and pushing and the exploration of your consciousness as yeah. a black woman. Yeah. There's a need to wait for approval. That's why my form is keeping changing. I can do commercial work. I can do collage. I can do portraiture. I can do black and white. This is my world. You're entering a world of consciousness. So I use the form that I want to. So each time that you're trying to define me, you won't be able to define me because you never, actually you never were able to define black women. So let's open the new book where the black woman gonna start to define herself by herself yeah you know what i mean like you can define yourself totally my girlfriend can define themselves they have no idea who we are so the only thing that they can do right now and that's what they're doing they're listening do you know what i mean yeah yeah 
And I felt this, I'm when I'm talking, I always felt talking about my other black sisters, you know? Yes, sure. The power sure. that they have, the way that they have to wake up. Like, yes. listen, if black women is waking up, like <laughs> <laughs> wow this is so it's so inspiring i mean <laughs> your energy you know it's really empowering and gives a good understanding of you know uh, what we are all capable of and and i think the next generation it's so important for them to to hear this you know to to hear this And to know that um, out there is a, is a role model. Would you identify yourself with that, being a role model? I, I, I guess I have to. Um, so let's say that um, I had some question about this role model. And then, and then, of course, like the fact that people are attaching so much, in, so much importance to someone else they want to they wanna either copy or admire. So the admirations give always people some reflection about, tell me who you like and I tell you who you are. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if I can use my body, yeah. you know, I'm a spiritual being, right? So if I can use my body to to awake women consciousness worldwide yeah. and awake as well men into this consciousness of women, which is not it's just not dangerous for humanity. Mm. I'm not trying to take over the world. Like, like, like it's not. Hey, I'm a I'm a tough strong women like whatever they describe from us as a black woman it's fake it's a wrong narrative mm. so so the fact that they do that is because they're trying to define us we yeah. need to define ourselves so if i'm intense i have energy yeah. i'm strong mm -hmm. but I, i'm you can see my work i'm soft i have sensuality like all the work that you see you can you can notice who i am through my work right yeah and then when you meet me um, the language, uh, the language gives you more insight about why I'm doing what I'm doing, but also the complexity of the female psyche. Mm. You know what I mean? So the, the problem is like the role model that we have today, it's, it's still like a dumb, like low frequency, like third dimension. So third dimension for me is the, is the, is the frequency of just the earth yeah. and, and, and the psyche of people like, Growing up, going to school, having a master's degree, having a, a job, and 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 having kids, um, getting a little more mature because they have responsibility because they have kids, and get retirement, um, honing some stuff, and done. So I call that the third the third dimension. All right. But the four, the five dimension, and the other dimension is actually a dimension where human beings are actually connected on their highest consciousness level where for example women doesn't judge each other so to be able to have this conversation between women uh i don't have to judge you okay. but the patriarchal society build a world where women always being judged by the men and by the female so guess what the woman stays still doesn't want to speak loud because it's like well i got the women who judge me because the women i look and then the guy tell me that i'm speaking too loud so Well, I'm going to stay on my side, but it's subconsciously she doesn't realize how deep it is rooted into the patriarchal society beyond being just black. Do you understand what I mean? This is how complex it is. The complexity is like not just me being black in society. Yeah. It, it's, it's being a woman in a patriarchal society who are oppressing mm. black women. Like, mm -hmm. like it's like, it's like so it's, it's like layers right and they put you at the bottom yeah what i yeah. did for 10 years i did like you know what 
that's not my world. I'm going right there. And, and, and when I do that, it means it requires for me to accept to be a role model. Yeah. That's why I'm coming back to your question. I just mm. did that, that you understand. Yeah. And then, yes, I have to be a role model. That's why now I have to speak um, instead of just doing the work because I realize it's like my work give me the language now. I have a language for any woman to hear me yeah. if they want to take note of the tremendous potential of the feminine energy within us yeah. and within men. Like men, if they listen if any, and if they understand us, they will understand it's like there is so much opportunity and, mm-hmm. and understanding to be able to accept yeah. strongest women, not because we want to be at the place of the men. No, I think the man has his role Absolutely. and needs to find his role today in society in terms of the protector, the protector of honor, integrity, uh, respect. This man, The man needs to allow society to to follow those those rules of principles, right? That's mm. his job. That's his job. Like what we what we're seeing right now, we're seeing men doesn't do their job. Okay. <laughs> Please define this. What do you mean exactly by they're not doing their job? The job it's it's like it's like do you think your community or you as yourself you have integrity, honor, respect, and you are actually taking care of the community like you are the protector of life. Yeah. This is the role of men. Do you see? And in a big sense. And then yes. the role of the woman, it's to nurture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm the nurturer, but in the consciousness, mm. Mm. and I'm giving vision, great vision for the world to see. And I'm giving great understanding for women to grow and to find their potential to be, to be giving nourishment. Because if women suffering, how are they going to give nourishment? And how are they going to raise a generation of kids we're not going to be oppressed and feel bad about themselves if the woman has an issue within herself and she can't nourish society. Well said. Absolutely right. Yeah. So, so yeah. both is supposed to be a team. And and what 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 is really bad in a Western society? They destroyed that that relationship between a black woman and a black man, or in general. Completely, the black woman and the black man has big issue. Because society never see them as a role model, first of all, and they they put them against each other. Because the black man in the Western world is been well known as a as a machine of sex or as a as as non um, you know the cheater or whatever they pretend that the black man is. So the black man has this on his forehead every day. It's a stigmata. Yeah, we have stereotype. We have to have the discussion with black men, and I have with my boyfriend. Uh, we had to have deep discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. So I have to take my responsibility to see, like, you know, this is that was my issue with black men. I realized it; it's something eat me last year. That's not me. That's that's been that's been subconsciously injected to me. Yeah. A man is a man, as a woman is a woman. Do, do you know what I mean? And then those mm-hmm. things, those things, they don't belong to us because it's oppression anyway. So oppression yeah. doesn't belong to us as a human. Do you understand? The yeah. Oppression is being created by society. It's the, right. the, the outside world. So that's, how, that's what they do, right? The outside world is, oppre- is oppressing. Mm-hmm. And indeed inside you feel oppressed. Yeah. But you as a being, you, you in clarity, you can be in clarity with the world around you 
and mm. and realizing the world around you is oppressing you and you're like wait what's up like mm-hmm, what's going on mm-hmm. here so, so <laughs> yes yes so 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 you not be angry anymore you just realize how the machine works that's what they do because this is the only way for them to gain power so if you understand the machine we need new role model who's gonna take down the machine yeah 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 mm-hmm. i mean you mean i think in the system uh, a change yeah, yeah, a the change system, in the, the machine system, like uh, every mm-hmm. level you know i talk about level level yeah. of the system where uh, uh, even the the charity doesn't function yeah. properly we don't know where the money is going all that like all that stuff is is bullshit today so so if we we need new role model we need innovative innovative ideas innovative creators and yeah. creators who have depth and insight on society so we need definitely people with more clairvoyance or more understanding of the whole of consciousness right instead yeah. of like i'm black you black we have an issue no 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 mm. complex yeah yeah like now they now they're pressing the white too <laughs> and, and then they say well you know we we just oppressed them already so let's just oppress you now because we want to take more power you you see right yeah yeah i mean you said it absolutely um and um yeah and also in your work i mean whenever you can you combine artistry and uh, with activism yeah. to you know empower women and youth and um and minorities uh through also visual um provocation and um what is very outstanding so um yeah i mean can you also tell us about your your visuals um you you create because uh there are variety of different art styles mm-hmm. i mean the the and i i'm really happy you know because i'm doing the work who can stay after i leave yes and i, I always do that on on this stop i was like i'm not going to stay here forever i'm very aware of death uh, i had to do with like tough time in my life with you know lover love who just gone earlier and it makes me aware of the gift of life being grateful but also to create a content where people can see themselves Yeah. The reflection of of humanity within my work uh it's very important to me and mm. the process can go on through you know I ask my mother to photograph me and then I'm in collage with all the pictures and she did for me for mm. three years. Uh it's an ongoing project, you know, because I have all those pictures of me nude, but the only pictures and I have of myself nude is my mother photographing me because she's the only one who cannot objectify me. Yeah. You see, so she's healing me doing this as well because she's the best to reflect my own aura or my own light, right? So the work that I'm doing is always have a sense of healing. I always find tools, initiation, ritual, which I learned this a lot from different tradition. It's like the initiation and the ritual doesn't have to be something that it's specifically exactly something that you learn from the past mm. it makes you aware of the steps that they took to respect the elders yeah. or the ancestors or do you know what i mean like the awareness of the elders and the people who are not there 
are very present in initiation and rituals. Mm. So what I do in my work, I'm always aware of the presence of spirits or, the, or, or engaging my mother or engaging portraits of my family um, or researching pictures from different backgrounds and put them in my collage to tell the story of yeah. colonization in Africa. You know, I, I find, and, and sometimes it's improvising because I find those pictures and I'm like, this is it. I find 1968 pictures in Senegal, like walking around in a library and boom, I, I got a new story here who just show up to my face and I'm like, what? This is amazing. Like the era of colonization in Africa in 1955 uh, with uh, politician, white politicians coming to meet, uh, you know, black president, African president. And I was like, this is a long due. This is a long due to the corruption and to the fact that black people always feel like it's only one side story. Mm. And I feel like consciousness in my work, I'm, I'm making sure that there is no one side story. That's why people sometimes is like, they can understand the work. Literally, it's like, what, what she's doing? Yeah. I'm not doing fashion. I am not doing photojournalism. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing documentary. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I am yeah. not doing what you expect me to do. I am processing the change of life through a visual narrative, which is a visual expression of my own understanding of life. Great. So you can't judge me. You, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have yeah. Here to judge because I am actually following the rules of the principle who guided me through my journey, which is respect, honor, integrity, relationship, yeah. community, support. Do, do you know all mm. those ones, the one that they follow, I follow my heart. Yeah, and yeah. those expression of a visual narrative are all my study that I'm giving to the world. I'm like, you guys take it. Uh, I just study like wow for two weeks. This is like, and this is the idea that it comes from me. And boom, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why I felt like I felt my photography is a giving process. It's not taking process. I, I am not interested to take pictures. Yeah, great. Oh uh, wow, good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you can slow down i know i'm going fast <laughs> yeah you know i just also had to like okay um <laughs> process it and and it's a powerful statement yeah what you just said and um very inspiring yes i have to say yeah the way you work uh i mean many creatives would say that this year creatives have been limited in what uh, they can do because of the pandemic. And um, for others, it's been an opportunity mm-hmm. um, to create, to expand their minds and um, creativity. Would you agree to that? Or how can you re- I mean, we had no other choice. <laughs> We've been preparing for a long time. Preparing means, means when everybody like fall down and didn't know what to do, for example. Uh, the, I mean, the gift of a creative mind, it's like, we always have ideas, no matter what. Like yeah. you, you have to put us in, even if you, if you put me in this room and you say, well, this is going to be your space for six months. <laughs> I'm going to be probably depressed at the beginning and then after I'm just going to transform the space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because creativity means you always find the way to enjoy life. You find a way to deal with your inner pain because everybody has pain and you put it out on yeah. the table 
doesn't matter if it's ugly, beautiful. Like you, you, you just have the gift to just do it this and see it for yourself. So, of course, there is a lot of healing this year completely. I become way stronger because I had to deal with all this challenge to not having money at all. I had four solo show cancel. I mean, for three or four months, nobody, nobody was expecting that shutdown, right? Yeah, yeah. And you are in New York, right? So yeah, yeah. And it was very intense, you know. So so I process it. I have I have few supporters who helped me out, and I was very happy they were there because I had to deal with refusal of my green card, uh, renewing my visa in the time when nobody like they won't give you the visa back, you know. No, no unemployment for me because if I apply for my visa, I have no right for unemployment. So no money is coming in. And I was like, yo, everything at the same time. Like, I'm going to stay in, in, in the positive space and I'm going to challenge all the stuff coming to me in the last two months, which I did. I, I got my visa probably four months after. All but right. I never give up. So this year was the it's the most challenging year historically for everyone. So yeah, I think I was prepared. I was prepared because I really did the full change 10 years ago, mm. you know? Yeah. I, I they transformed just, uh, when you're ready. Yeah, I transformed had... 10 years ago. So I understand the process of transformation. Some people never experienced that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like if I had to give up all my stuff and, and go to the desert, because that's the only way I will, I would be probably doing it more easily than anyone else. Hmm. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. Totally right. Yeah, mm. it makes sense because um, once you have felt it and if you have already done your work, your homework on yourself. I did the work. I yeah. did the work for 10 years. You know, I so I, I know I know failure. Here. Mm. Like the work is there. Like I can leave any times. The work is there now. Yeah. And that's a beautiful feeling actually. You know, when I wake up in the morning and I, and I realize now like, because I have enough time this year to see all the work that I did. Because again, like the website is only 50% of my work. Yeah. The Instagram, it's, 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 it's just 30% of my work. And, and people believe it's my only work. Mm. So I realize like I work for. What else do you work on or what are you currently working on? Yeah. I mean, I have stuff that I never really post because they're more kind of like, you know, when you create a world. Yeah the world what the world needs the world doesn't need only protagonists so people know me for my portraiture and for the black female body works yeah. and that's what what that's what i want people to know me because they can have a reference and they can reflect who i am as an artist which is yeah. good but my work require the 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 female body or the female the female energy which is when as the female body who can evolve to a different place uh, mm. later on mm. and then Landscape, which I was doing landscape work. Yeah. And then object. Mm -hmm. You know, like recently I, I work with African art collection and women and black women. Oh, right. Uh, especially African women. Yeah. Where I lead them to the feminine energy within the African art collection. Then I discover, I mean, that actually this collector allowed me to go and photograph everything from his 3,000 pieces. I mean, that was a gift. Like, I didn't know what I want to create this year. And then this man saw my work, contacted me. And I mean, the, like, I've been taking care of uh, dear. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, my life is a, is, a full, is a full experience of synchronization. And I think people can see my Instagram. It's, it's not, there is nothing random about what I do. 
No, definitely it's, not. <laughs> yeah, so the guidance is there. Like, like, why another white man who contacted me to go to his collection? Mm. And I go to the collection, and I'm, I'm like so shocked by the call of the ancestors because they know I can go to Africa because of my visa. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I can go to Senegal, and they're all there, like in this collection, three thousand pieces, and I'm overwhelmed. So I'm sitting, and I'm like, whoa. You know, and it happens to me the year of the pandemic, the year of the confinement, the yes. year of not be able to go back to the ancestors. Mm, mm. They they show up. They showed up. They're like, we're here in Manhattan. Come to visit. <laughs> <laughs> Without you know? travels, so, it just came right to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So so wow, wow. So what I experienced this year, it's a full shift of consciousness in me. I think I'm. I'm reaching the fifth dimension. So the fifth dimension is different from the four. The four, the four, it's like you become really conscious as a human being. That's what it means. Yeah. Conscious of people around you, right? You, you're not separate from them. So that's the four dimension. The fifth dimension, it's it's pretty a trip because the fifth dimension, you start to have more insights, uh, psychic. Yeah. Like what? Um, um, let's say sometimes you can you can dream and make your future happen because you dream about your future. Yeah, visioning. So it's a visioning. It's you visual like my visualization is getting stronger. So the manifestation is getting stronger. Yeah, and and as we know, because a lot of people who's gonna listen um, read Metu Met. You see, I'm dyslexic. Metunator, Metunator, mm-hmm. Metunator, which is an Egyptian book, the Kemet mm-hmm. principles. Uh, a, a lot of Egyptian ancient civilization, um, Sumerian, they, they, those guys, those people were only living through manifestations. So, so they, their dimension was literally probably the fifth and the seventh, uh, because they knew how manifestation works. It's like my mind is that strong that. I can actually create my reality, yeah. And I and I prove it through my work, right? Mm. But then now, then I, I prove it to my work, but I didn't really believe hundred percent. Yeah, it was happening to me very intuitively, and I was this kind of young energy of of manifestation, and I was like, wow, this is working pretty well, amazing. But now that I'm I'm more mature, and I exactly kind of like, kind of like channeling it more. Yeah. Then. When you're in fifth dimension, things is in acceleration of consciousness. So when you're in the fifth dimension, people reaching you out now. Mm. So it's coming from everywhere. It's coming from Germany, England, Paris, Dubai. It's it's like I'm experiencing that for the last three months. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're centered so- and it's like, you know. You're in yourself, so... Um, like you- the center, but also there is a message here. Yeah. That people want to hear. And then the message is actually crossing a bridge, uh, just not only just black women. Mm. It's crossing something where it's a universal an universal message that I want to give. Yeah. But us, black women, we need to be listened. People need to listen to us. Yeah. It's not me. I just I'm just talking for for so many who wants to speak right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I feel always like this. It's like I'm not just speaking for me. I don't feel like I'm a I'm a unique uh, being. I feel like I break up condition. I broke conditioning. That's yeah. it. 
Yeah. I just break the conditioning, guys. And and all of us, we need to break this conditioning because we are born free. We have we have an amazing DNA. Uh, we are the first species on this planet with this DNA, and 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 that makes us um, a shift, a shape shifter, a transformer of life, and also that makes us really deeply connected with our ancestors. Yeah. Like we have we have more access. Like if any black woman get access to healing. I'm convinced, like, she's gonna have way more intuitive and 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 spiritual growth and magic, you know, power. Who's gonna come to her? Because mm. yeah. mm. mm. I saw some of my friends that happened the same way. I was like, because there is a healing process into the black woman, the black woman know that she has something very strong in her, and yeah. that's what she's suffering from. She's suffering from because she she can't strip it up completely. Mm-hmm. And, and accepting that this is part of a psyche. Even if you're shy or you're not extroverted like me, yeah. I'm not talking about just the, uh, the speaking words, right? I'm yeah. talking about her feeling inside, yeah. you know? Like that feeling of, I'm worth, I'm worth it. Mm. Like there's something that is very special uh, because I feel that worth is very deep. You see? Yeah. The worth is deep, which is it's just beyond financial. The mm-hmm. worth that we have and the respect that we honor to ourselves as a black woman is because the entire world is suspecting us. <laughs> so, so, so then indeed it's like, it's like you don't want to protect yourself anymore. You're ready for the fight or you're ready for the, okay, guys, you stop. Like you guys stop. Yeah. Stop talking to me about uh, Cardi B, Rihanna and Beyonce. And that's the, that's the only role model. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like insanity. Mm. It's like, because it, it it's really reflect. I'm telling you, it's reflect on numbers of black women on one hand. Like you guys, like everybody's yeah. crazy. I mean, where is the Maya Angelou? Where is Nina Simone? Where is Aita Franklin? Like they was making sure like there is no heritage yeah. from this honor noble space. Do mm. you understand? Mm. So that's why they sexualize and they want to sexualize black women because uh, sexual first and and people won't listen to her. So. I don't want people to listen like 100 Maya Angelou. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And this is what's happening with black women. If she's waking up, we don't, we won't need a Maya, one Maya Angelou or one Aita Fonkin. No, I believe those ones, Maya Angelou, Aita Fonkin, Nina Simone, yeah, yeah. they're very, very sad and have a very tough life because they were on their own. Absolutely. Definitely. I but, mean, Nina Simone, the songs she's singing, you can really also feel the pain she was going yeah. through you can feel yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then and a weird generation i'm like yo i i love those women they when i saw the nina simone like documentary i was like yes. women i feel for you man yeah but you know what you teach me something i will not be feeling this misery i will be staying in my power in my in my roots in my power because i am back to africa but i like Senegal really kept me rooted, you know. I go yeah. every year, yeah. ten years, mm. and I was like, she didn't like the issue with all of them. It's like most of the issue with Afro American, they never work on the African roots that much. Yeah, there's a disconnection somehow. There's a disconnection. The only one who was not disconnected was Malcolm X, you know. Yeah. And Malcolm X, when he when he gets, I mean, they kill him literally probably the same year that he was in Africa. Mm. Do you know? Mm. So he was he was taking so much knowledge from the continent 
Mm. And he knew that he had to go. And so he channeled the ancestors. Mm. I was like, you must go back. And then when you go back, boom, the power is back. He came back to America, get threatened by the FBI, by everyone, and he would not give up. Do, do you know what I mean? He was like, mm-hmm, I'm ready to die. That stuff is real. And those ancestors and African people are, are ready to help us if we allow ourselves to ask them for help. But they kill him before that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm, mm. So, so again, it's like when it comes to the black women and our story behind it, it's like we need, we must stand up all together. Like if, if Afro-American communities and the Afro-European and if the community worldwide of Africa is standing up, there is nothing that they can do. You mm. understand? Yeah. And that's why I felt about our powers, like our powers being hidden. Mm, mm. And, and the Kemet and the ancient civilization was was telling about it and then they, they copy it and then the renaissance you know you know the story about the more um yeah i mean they, they didn't have toilet before you mm. know so again it's like they copycat a knowledge from their own greed because they follow the 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 48 laws of power mm. which is great right yeah and in those though there is no respect to humanity only power mm. so that's what we're facing today and i think men and women um i'm talking about the black community right now because we're talking about it men and women needs to be able to be better humans to face greed mm-hmm. how do you face greed you're just going to say oh I, i'm black or they, i deserve they, they, i deserve all that and i'm you know what i mean it's like no like Life, like the world is a reflection of who we are. We need to have better human beings in every sense. Yes, yes. Because those people are in, the, are, are in this power because so many people allow them to be there. Mm, mm. It's like, how dare? They, they're standing there talking to us. But what just happened? It's like Hitler. Yeah. So... I feel we, we need to learn so much about ourselves. That's why my work is about self-realization. Mm. And also about documentation or documenting yeah. yourself. Yeah, right? I travel, you know, I go to Brazil, Hawaii, I'm Mongolia, I'm discovering new tradition. You, see, you know what I mean? New study of anthropology where yeah. I bring to my work a better understanding. So I become a better human being to not be so focusing on my physical form, you know, yeah. even again, it's like I train, I exercise because my mind is busy. Mm. So I, can, <laughs> I, can't, I can't just like, and I'm not taking care of my body. So the body and mind are actually a machine for me. Yes. Yes. They're my machine. But as a spiritual being inside, I know that people doesn't feel this way about themselves. Yeah. So how do you take care of yourself? Cause I know it's uh It's also a huge topic over here in Germany, healing yourself and uh, wellness, taking care of your well-being. How do you do it? I mean, I'm vegetarian for for like, I think, nine or seven years. Uh, I cook a lot of food by myself. Uh, I eat really good food. You know, I'm... The way you also surround very- yourself with or, or also what you, you know, take from, from your out side from the surrounding yeah, you know so the body mm. has been taken care uh um, i'm 43 and i feel very comfortable in my body and my life uh and she looks like 20 <laughs> oh 
But they lie to us. They lie to us. That's what it means. Because when I decide to change my routine or my bad intakes of alcohol when I was 30, having fun and eating bad food, like fat food, um, I mean, definitely you can see the growth, like from 33 to 43, you can see I, I changed in a good way, but my body was uh, better, better energy. So as I call that the crystal body. So the crystal body, crystal body has more crystal, which means is alkaline. So the alkaline, it's like alkaline water or alkaline food. The food that I'm eating has more energy. Yeah. Instead of like meat or I don't, I'm not against meat fully, but in America, I am not eating meat. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's like, so if I'm eating vegetarian food, fruits, you know, um, healthy food, uh, as, as I'm a woman and as, you know, the vessel, which is a stomach and all this area, it's very tough for women because we have a period. So we need to be able to, to understand our relationship with the moon, our relationship with the food. This is, again, this is a job of women to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because if we're nurturing, then we need to understand what does that mean. So the, the nurturing is this. It's like my body's been nurtured, so then let me just give back to you what I just, what I just did to myself. I'm going to tell you it's really good. You don't have to follow my routine because I find my own routine um, I find my own routine, but I'm telling you, if you're eating really good food, fruits, uh, veggie, and sometimes some meat, if you want to, if you want to stop, mm. um, you're going to feel so much better by yourself. And if you feel better by yourself, then your mind is going to really, really not make you crazy because the mind is a machine. Mm. Like the mind is like reacting to your chemical in you, in your body. So I think for me, the body will be the first brain. Yeah. And then the mind is the machine. It's like, I feel good today. You see, the mind say, I feel good today because the body's feeling good. Mm -hmm. So who's, 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 who's controlling? Exactly. This is the question. Yeah. Good one. Who's controlling? Right. My body <laughs> is telling me, my body is talking to me. Most of the generation in our world right now, they make you grow up in a society who makes you believe that the mind is talking first. Yeah. That's wrong. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, it's a change. Like, we're like a plant. Like I'm a plant. So let me nurture the plants and the plant's going to move and the plant's going to think wisely and the plant's going to be able to give. Right. So that's how I feel about the ecosystems. Like if I'm an ecosystem, I'm yeah. going to eco, eco, you know, Eco, like the eco life that I have around me is the same. It's like, well, I want to make sure that everybody's okay. You know, my studio, I have friends who are staying today because they love the studio. Uh, it's really nice space for working. Uh, so I have a lot of like support, like I support them if they want to come. And it's like the studio is like a temple, mm. which has the idea of the temple. The temple, it's like, it's a place of respect, honor. Yeah. And you know, it's clean all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing my job. My duty is like, I keep the space clean. I keep the space inspired. I put objects, flowers, aquarium, fish. Mm -hmm. So my inner world, mm. which is my space as well, my inner world is reflecting who I am. All right? Great. So if I can see it visually, then 
I'm going to have no disturbance in my mind. You see? Good. Oh, wow. Then the work can, then the works can be, then the work can start, right? <laughs> right. Wow. Oh my God. I can listen to you all day long. <laughs> But we're just about to come to an end, my dear. It was Yeah, I gotta go to, I gotta work, I gotta eat, I gotta you know, Wow. But what we always do on the podcast, we have yeah. two key questions. Yeah. The first question is what does fashion mean to you? Um not much today. Um because, you know, my issue with fashion is for a long time being this culture of appropriation of culture. Um, then I saw because fashion was actually embody what the Western world and, and, and develop in a, in, a, in a highest level of couture. You know, like I, like I love fashion and I didn't like fashion, right? So it's like the body of fashion is amazing, but the mind of fashion is really bad. So if the body and mind are separated, uh, I think we can do better. That's my that's my input on fashion. Thank you. And how do you define your role in this movement? The movement is always happening. Are <laughs> 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 without me? Um, yeah. So I feel like in the end of the year, I, I took a step. Um, I took a step up. Uh, to be guided by this uh, by this great energy that I have of advocating for big change in a visual narrative um, in collage or, or in the visual world because vision has as much as impact than writing and nobody really is talking about this and I felt like the big shift in, in consciousness for me or my goal or my purpose is to bring to this uh, conversation to, let's say, the photography world. And then, of course, not just the photography world. I think a lot of people who have a skill on, on a certain level in society, they have no understanding of vision. So vision as a subliminal message People are not aware of it. Like you walk on the street, you know, and then they have ads everywhere where they say, they just put you, stay safe, stay home, wear your mask, stay safe, stay home. Then people doesn't realize what does, what does it did to them. So let's say for me, it's to my purpose, and it's a big one, huh? you're going to laugh about it. My purpose is to break the spell of the vision greed that society created for all of us. Mm. So this not being seen by the observer, right? The person who's seeing those ads or this person who's seeing those image, and I'm talking about fashion image as well. Like I can decrypt, scan, and dissect every meaning on every image in the Western world. That was my, that's my, that was my study. Mm, mm. Because the decolonize, like what does that mean decolonizing? Decolonizing it can be decolonizing your attitude, your behavior, but decolonizing the vision, it's my main goal. And decolonizing the vision means they have to fail. Like they have to fall, like they have to fall. Like there is something who's going to fall. Their narrative is not serving humanity because that was a narrative of greed and, and a, a white male gaze narrative, 95% in every and every space 
in the entertainment industry, including fashion. Mm. So that's 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 a big that's a big uh, purpose, you know. I can be I can be on my own doing it. I'm just saying it's like I'm just telling you how deep it is. Yeah, and hopefully other women in the visual world is gonna is gonna follow follow not the lead. I don't want to be the leader. I am innovator in the thought process. Nobody has thinking about how vision is actually condition us to not being decolonized. Don't try to do the same pictures of the white people with black women. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like it's like the vision that you're using is the same one for your own purpose, for your own interest, but the, the vision that you copy is again a Western mindset thought. And that's why my work is kind of complex because I am trying to really um, create new forms where nobody's going to tell me, oh, that looks like this kind of photographer. That's look at this kind of photographer. That's look like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, your own vision is a space where even if you inspire by, by good photographers, you're taking a step to just shift slightly from 10%, 10 degree mm-hmm. the form. So that's why I do in my work. Like every year, like the forms keep evolving, changing, and then and then changing, and it's you know it's like a degree where suddenly you can see my work like as in three sixty degree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any more like two dimensional and three dimensional. It's like I want people to just start to see the work and just understanding the depth of the work because they say, oh, I never saw this kind of image before. Yeah. Yes, just sit and think about it because this is what image does. Image is a spell. An image is why you're born from a dream. You're born from a dream of your parents dreaming probably about you. It's deep. It's like if you're a dreamer and if you have vision, say all of us have vision. Mm. And indeed, what they do right now, they act, they're acting the vision world. They're acting our humanity. They they're hacking who we are with nature because they don't want us to discover how beautiful humanity is. Like compassion, empathy, our food for everyone on the planet. Those stuff are actually really possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they make sure that it's not possible. They're poor and we're rich and they're poor and we're rich. I'm like, this is bullshit. This is a patriarchal mindset. And this is a colonized mindset. And this colonized mind needs to be destroyed. So if I have to advocate and be a role model for make people realizing this, especially as well white people, because I have I have the I have the opportunity to enter the white photography space, I'm gonna tell them mm. straight in front of their face, like National Geographic, I'm doing the seminar next week. I'm gonna tell them. Mm-hmm. That's what they have to hear now. And that's why they call me for. I was like, you want to know what's going on here? Do you know what decolonize means? And do you know what's the vision that you accumulated for 40 years actually is detrimental for the rest of the world? I'm, I'm not going to say like that's straight, but I'm saying it's like, it's like when you guys need to hire different photographers because the eye, the eyes of the beholder yeah. are the one who have the knowledge of life or doesn't. And if it doesn't, 
and if its only interest is to take from the planet, which I was talking about, I was talking about taking pictures and giving picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it takes from the planet, and if it takes picture, that's gonna go down on the vision spell. I am telling you, you guys taking, and you takers, and that's how photography, uh, the industry was created. Yeah. Bunch of takers, bunch mm-hmm. of takers. Like bunch of takers. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so, so again, like if there is a photography aspect of changing the form of the visual narrative and the vision, the vision of the world, it's like the black, the black photographer and the, and the people of color who who can have a different narrative. They need as well to understand. We don't want to repeat. Yeah, so the model, something new, the model of the takers. Do you understand? Like mm. the poem, sometimes black people want to be successful. So what they do, they copy the Western model. Mm. And it's the same. You're like, you guys doing the same. Yeah, but we black, so it's good. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. Are you contributing to anything from the community and the planet right now? Well, we're hiring more people from a community. So we make more money for them. We're hiring black people. It's like, yeah, but you're doing the same thing that they're doing. So what does it change the narrative for all of us as African, as Afro-European, as Afro-American? They're still owning us because they're owning the vision. They can't own the vision. I'm not trying to repeat um, a villa, a villa like it's architecture. It's like architecture, right? That's why I'm talking about form. I want people to understand form. Mm. You have an architecture, you like this villa, and then... You see this villa, this white guy has this villa with his wife, and you're a poor black man, right? And when you get the money, what do you, what's your dream? Exactly. And what the black man does, it's like, well, I want the same villa with the same room with a black wife or a white woman, whatever, but I want this. Mm. My, my, my question is like, yeah, he has the right to, to want a house with kids. It's like, but my thing is like, do you think there is only one way for us as an African community to be rich and to support community because we have a different relationship with our humanity? If we have a different relationship with your humanity, we are not looking for an individual achievement. Mm. Collectively. Mm. Yeah. So if you're thinking collectively, you have to you have to invest collectively or you have to do things where it's gonna serve as well the community because we need now role model who does that. We don't need extra rich black men. Do you understand what I mean? Again, it's like, oh good for you, but why you wanna be a role model? And that's why my issue with role models, it's like if it's for your only interest and you believe your model is the best because people can see how you can get rich, come on. Wow. Your role, huh? Amazing. Boom. <laughs> Let's change it. <laughs> and again, it's like, I know that it will quite for me a lot of explanation for people to understand what is, re- what is really a new vision. Because again, it's like, well, what you mean is like, oh, you use so many stuff on Netflix. You know, like people will think about like, well, we already have a lot of vision. Like, well, we need a new vision. So it's abstract. Like vision for people is abstract. Yeah. And I think we have, we have the, I have the, example, the responsibility to create um, a different understanding of vision works, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I'll go on Netflix and 
and I can't watch a movie most of my time because I know what the movie is made of inside. Mm. And most of the movie are made of a Western dream, a Western society ideas of a behavior. So it's going deep within the behavior. So the behavior as an individual is being guided and organized by a Western mentality, which is the individual is a separate from the community. Mm. If you keep watching this movie where it's always a story of one girl with a friend, it's, it's very limited. It's like you have a very limited space for consciousness to grow. So because I'm in another space, those spaces are actually uh, insignificant for me. They're, mm. just, they're just very low frequency level where it's like, wow, they give the same behavior and the same explanation of like a relationship between, for example, a relationship between a man and woman. The way that they talk about love story, it's disgusting. The way that they, they don't understand intimacy and the way that they, whatever they put on the movie, it's kind of a fairy tale or an illusion of love. So you have no space here to understand the depth of unconditional love, for example. Mm. So why are we watching it? You see? I hear you. So it's 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 like it's like I, I will make a I will probably make a workshop, you know, probably in a few years. Yeah. Where I'm gonna be able to explain all that. Yeah. It it just takes me so much work to process now. Yes. That it's very recent that I can explain like like I'm telling you stuff that doesn't really serve you anymore. Like, like if you experience this year, you need to decide who's going, who's serving you, what stuff who doesn't serve you. Do not waste your time with entertainment if it's just only entertaining the Western narrative. Why you want to watch Western narrative? You see, mm. that's they decolonize your mind. It's like stop to watch Western narrative. You, you tell me like you're black and, and, and you keep watching like Western narrative. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what you're I mean? saying it? <laughs> Be real. Mm-hmm. This is a contradiction. Mm-hmm. It's like you contradict yourself believing you're doing the best for your community, but not changing your vision at all. So the fact that you don't change your vision really make you still feeling you're oppressed. You're oppressing yourself watching Western narrative. And I'm like, okay, guys, like this has to, this has to end. And this is how the cycle, the psychosis started. It's like people need to learn about mind manipulation. People need to learn about hypnosis. People need to learn about how their mind function now because it's, it's, it's not a joke. That's how they did for centuries. They're mastering mind manipulation and nobody is aware of it. So everybody's talking about just racism and an issue with the food. Or, yeah, that's the issue that we can see visually. Mm-hmm. But nobody is aware of things that we can see. So I'll be, the, you know, the next conversation or the next goal for me, it's to be able to bring this on the table to say to the black community or people who wants to hear about it. It's like, you, you, like stop to watch Lovecraft if you feel oppressed. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Ah, I mean, uh, keep watching Love Cross. I was like, well, it's like black heroes, great. And they get, they get oppressed by white witches and witch. And then they, and they get, and they get run by monsters in the forest. What, what are we doing here? And everybody's like applauding on them. And I'm like, okay, like we have an issue here. Yeah. 
you know so so again they they it's on purpose it you have to understand nothing is random this is not because of one black director get this idea and it just happened people have to stop to think this way yeah like they have to they have to start with the first one get out everybody yeah. loved it yeah. yeah we need it okay mm. okay we need it okay i don't say anything about it because mm. i don't like this kind of movie anyway doesn't matter <laughs> if it's white or black i don't watch it you didn't okay No, because I'm too sensitive. Like I'm taking things in rea- reality. Yeah. So I never watch thriller or or movie mm. because for me it's too intense. I can dream about them for days. All right. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was intense. I watched it. Because I'm too sensitive and I'm channeling. So yeah. I'm channeling like dark energy. Mm. So I don't mm. want to watch something and and channeling them. It's like the exorcist for me. I never watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And what you do, it's like if you list it, get out, uh, uh, and other movie us. It's keeping going. Get out. Us. Um, 12 Years of Slavery. Um, Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, Belém, the worst. Uh, 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 Lovecraft. I do not care how good they are. Sit in a position to understand that all those movies are made to keep doing the black trauma on trauma on you this ongoing black trauma who is now being produced by hollywood and you tell me no but that was important to do it's like why they don't suggest you something else mm. why they put 20 million dollars on a movie who's going to keep focusing on black trauma i'm telling you why because they know about spirituality and they know about my manipulation so what they're doing because they don't want 50% of the population of black people waking up they are making sure that you are not channeling your ancestors and you keep focusing on only their pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine, imagine like you could not put a movie like this in Africa. Like if I go to Africa and I ask my family to watch Get Out, after 10 minutes, they're going to ask me, they think Get Out. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They never watch this kind of movie in Senegal. Never. And if they watch it, it's like the young kids, you know, wants to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Nobody will ever talk about this movie in the family. Yeah. And the reason why is because Senegalese or like African, they know spirituality. And when they know spirituality, whatever their religion, they can't they can read it. And they will say, Eh, 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 what? Eh, c'est qui la produit ça là? Eh. Who produced this? They would check the name who produced it. It's like, hey, those tuba blah, mm, the tuba. Mm. <laughs> hey, it's true. It's true. It means, do you think this trauma that they created for the black men and the black women to to feel is actually the real one? Mm. That's mm. the real question about the black trauma exactly and this is the 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 how should i put it um i mean if we also speak of racism i mean tony morrison she already questioned oh, it Tony, she's my queen isn't it she said why white people should ask themselves what would they be without racism yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I discovered her like lately when she passed away because of course I was not in America. Yeah. And she is resonated to, into me like in my work, you only see the future of black women. Yeah. 
And and this is why I'm I'm positioning in the same space of Tony Morrison when mm -hmm. it comes to expansion and and it and, and and the expansion of my consciousness as a black woman. I was like, well, nobody's gonna stop me. Yeah. My trauma, I use my trauma and I transform within the light. And the only thing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna share to the world, it's through the trauma, I am gonna reach the light. Do, do you understand what I mean? And this is what Tony says, like she she will uh, explain her hustle and the struggle as a woman, as a writer. Yeah. But I mean, what a, what a result. Wow. You see? Mm. Give great story for black people to, to not be around this kind of psychosis of white people. Which yeah. She knew what she was doing this. And she would, and she would laugh watching those movies. I'm sure she would be agree yeah. with me. Well, we need them in those movies. Why they keep coming it like evil people in it? Yeah. Oh, they're happy now because now white people we can see as evil, and then and then it's been produced by white and black people, so it's good. Mm. Again, they they have a they they still want to be in relationship with us. Yeah, yeah. And, and the relationship that they want is actually very 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 bad. And and then like the breaking up point for black people in the black community is to realize. Hmm. It's deep. It's deep. They need us. They need us. Like if we move back to like we move back. I mean, I'm gonna move back to Africa for sure. But if we move back and and I'm gonna, you know, like the reason why I'm in the Western world because I'm born in the Western world. Yeah. And and I I'm trying to get rid of it, but it's like of course there is more money, there is more opportunities, but this is the only thing who makes me stay here. Yeah. And and that's not gonna be actually sufficient at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So I just realized it's like, all right, so I'm sustainable. Okay, that works. But I will need to figure out how to just not be local anymore, mm. so which I can, I can I can do it pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And when I'm going to start to start to be local, I have nothing to do here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You just realize with the pandemic, it's like the lack of love that the Western society has is actually horrible. That's, that's probably the, the only place in the world where people doesn't look at each other now anymore. They're all wearing a mask. They're just working like zombie. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's like you, we're jumping in a Twilight Zone era. Mm -hmm. And that's not a movie. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, do we, do we really need more trauma in the movie with black people? We don't... Actually, this year, I was like, this is a hit. This is what they want us to do. They want us to feel miserable. That's what they want. And the fight for the black consciousness, because I call that the black consciousness before consciousness itself, the black consciousness needs to realize they're, they're a king and queen. Yeah. <laughs> no? Like, really. And it's, it's not a contentionist. It's like we're from king and queens, and, 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 and we have an amazing lineage true so 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 let's let's be it and let's respect your ancestors to to follow the lead of liberation because once in in a lifetime they they used to be free you see mm -hmm. and, and that, that, that that we're living in a period in history it's actually very ex exceptional um because we realize oh so many people we believe in that actually doesn't serve us anymore mm. like, i don't believe i don't trust anyone from the government every politician for me no more do you know what i mean mm. doesn't mean that it's bad and i want cow but i mean like those people doesn't want good for humanity 
So if they don't want good for humanity, people need to be together collectively and ask for what they need. They can't just stay home. Yeah. And pretending that that's going to get better. Do you understand? True, true, true. No, we need to be active. And this is what I love about you, activists. You're active. Yeah. <laughs> My dear, we need to come to an end. So, I need to go. I need to go too. I'm talking too much today, but I have good energy. So it was a pleasure. It was amazing listening to you. And um, yeah, I'm just keen to see what you're going to do. And um, you are listening to Beatrice and Delphine, who's currently based in New York. And it was amazing. Thank you, Delphine. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll see you soon, guys. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to Fashion Africana Podcast. We humbly ask you to respect our intellectual property. We want to leave you inspired, informed, educated, connected. This is who we are. Fashion Africana podcast. Get in touch with us on fashionafricanow.com.